Hello, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domang. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries. And at On Fire Ministries, our mission is to ignite a passion for Christ in the heart of women and to inspire them to apply God's word to their everyday life because I believe that God's word really does work. So today I want to invite you to join me as I share about a lit torch, loving God and answered prayers. So this past week, I spent my days with my tiny, chubby-cheeked, six-week-old grandbaby in my arms, and it was such a joy and so hard to leave and make that 300-mile trek back home. When my little guy, CJ, was nursing or sleeping, I read the first book that I've read in a long time just for the sheer sake of enjoyment, and that may sound like I, I don't enjoy reading, but I absolutely do. Just most of the books that I read are for learning sake, nonfiction books, uh, Bible commentaries, and uh, a lot of health, wellness, and fitness kind of books. You know, I just, I am getting older and uh, that is definitely has always been kind of a concern for me. So um, getting older is making that pretty prevalent as well. So the book that I was reading was Beth Moore's memoir, All My Knotted Up Life. And it is a fabulous read. I highly recommend it. And when I read her story of her first Bible doctrine class, I thought it ironic of how she expressed the impact of that initial class on her life. Her reaction mimicked my own several years later sitting in my very first Bible study class under her teaching. I will never forget the passion that came through the television screen 22 years ago. I wanted that. And in reality, I didn't even understand what that was, but I knew I wanted it. So I drove home knowing that something had awakened within me uh, that very day. And once I was inside my home, I went straight to my bedroom, got on my knees beside my bed and said, Lord, I don't know what I just saw, but I want whatever she has. Ironically, Beth's words were almost verbatim when she went to her very first Bible doctrine class, left, and she went and prayed almost the exact same thing. So, you know, when I prayed, I never meant to speak or to teach or even to devote a room in my home to Bible commentaries and study materials. I never considered writing anything, much less Bible studies. However, God's answer to my prayers that day led me down that very path and set my heart on fire uh, for the delight of knowing him and hearing him through the treasure of his word. Therefore, when God called me to step out into the unknowns of ministry, I named my ministry On Fire Ministries. Uh, the thought that struck me when I read these distinct parallels of my far away and unknown mentor was how God uses holy fire and passion for his word in one person to pass that same fire and passion along to another. One lit torch lights an unlit torch and then that lit torch lights another and so on. And so the carrying of the gospel goes. Well, I want to talk a little bit about this lifetime of answered prayers. And back to reading Beth Moore's memoir, All My Knotted Up Life, reminded me of my own 
life of spiritual markers. Moments when God showed up and he answered prayers and he set me on his path. And since coming into a personal relationship with God 28 years ago, I have journaled and documented so much of my prayers and his answers. And I find it personally so very beneficial to me to look back and see those answered prayers sprinkled along the path of my life. I keep one document in my computer titled Spiritual Markers. And this document contains major steps and shifts and opportunities in ministry as a result of answered prayers. And these, then there are these uh, precious, priceless little things, the answered prayers that simply say, I love you. You have my attention. I hear you. And I, I'll just share one of those. One of the sweetest answered prayers happened one Sunday evening, sitting in church, waiting for the youth choir program to begin. And this was a very long time ago, my very small sophomore and high school eldest daughter was in the choir. And the problem was my daughter was on the second row. And even with the stadium seating of the choir loft, the young man standing below her uh, on the step below her stood taller and broader. So seeing my daughter was not going to happen unless unless God did something. So I said a quick prayer. Lord, I know this isn't a big deal um, in the whole scheme of things, but I would really like to see Taylor sing tonight. Would you please move her to the front row so that I can see her? So that was my prayer. I turned around and I started visiting with the couple in the seats behind me. And a few minutes later, the music began. I finished my conversation and turned around to see my daughter sitting on the front row in plain view. I smiled from ear to ear and I said, Lord, thank you. You are so sweet. And this may sound kind of small or silly to someone else, but I felt deeply loved. I knew God had answered my prayers. I guess it's just that kind of thing that if your prayer request is that small, and God answers it, he must really love me, right? Because he heard my prayers. And there's just something so powerful about realizing that God hears and answers our prayers. I loved God before, but now I just loved him even more. Well, I want to talk a little bit about David's love for God. Surely answered prayers had impacted King David's love for God as well. We see it in Psalm 116, 1 through 2, where David wrote, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. Now, if we look to Psalm 19, 18, Psalm 18, we also see the entirety of of the psalm that it seems to be David's own listing of spiritual markers of answered prayers. However, he began with a vow of love. Psalm 1, Psalm 18, 1 says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Then in verses 3 and 6, he wrote, 18.3, he said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalm 18.6, he said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him, even to his ears. 
So we can't miss the connection between David's love and God hearing his prayers. I made a list from Psalm 18 where David identifies God's personal presence, his position, and activity in his life. So listen to this list. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, worthy to be praised. He heard my voice. He bowed the heavens and came down. He thundered from heaven. He uttered his voice. He sent out arrows. He scattered the foe and vanquished them. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. He was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. He rewarded me. He recompensed me. He will light my lamp. He will enlighten my darkness. Now those truly, surely must be spiritual markers of answered prayer. David loved God because he had experienced God. And sometimes I hear pastors say that we should love God even if he never did anything else for us other than die on the cross for us. And not that I disagree with that, but it simply takes away the daily personalness of God. He works in our lives. He presents himself to us as we walk with him and we talk with him. God demonstrates his love not only through the cross, but through relationship. He sees the major events. He hears the simplest prayers. He even knows the tiniest desires of his children's heart. And God, in his goodness, he responds. So when I think about David's love for God and my own love for God, I cannot disconnect the impact of God's word from that love. David loved God's word. I love God's word. David cram-packed Psalm 119 with how he loved and treasured God's word. And surely that is how a deep, lifelong love for God begins. I testify fully and completely to the truth of that from my own life. Talking about David's love for God's word, you know, there's just so much personally I love about David. I love David's story. God identified him as a man after his own heart, which right there is what ever sent me on a journey to know what is it about David that God testified that he was a man after his own heart. I love how David's writing paints a picture of real life. His own Old Testament story speaks of a life with joy and pain, with failures and successes. And sometimes David made good choices and sometimes he made bad ones. He loved and he hated. And personally, I can identify with that kind of life. I also can identify with his love for God's word. Psalm 119, 47 through 48, David said, And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love. And I will meditate on your statutes. Psalm 119, 97, he wrote, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day long. And Psalm 119, 127, Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. Yes, then find gold. And then Psalm 119, 167, my soul keeps your testimonies and I love them exceedingly. Yes, 
David loved God's word. And I believe he learned to treasure and lean on God's word in the everyday life situations. He experienced the storms of life. But David also continually trusted the Lord and leaned on the truth of his word. At the end of David's life, he made a powerful proclamation. 1 Kings 1.29, as the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every distress. None of us know how long God has for us to live on this earth. But to date, I have seen God's redemption working in my life from before I loved him. God is love. God is just. He is good and he is faithful and so much for and so much more. So can we have a final proclamation like David? You know, I think the fact that David loved God's word was also the reason that he could recognize and understand that even though life had not been all perfect and rosy, he knew God brought him through. He knew the Lord redeemed every distress because he loved and believed God's word. What if we love God and treasure his word like David? What if we have childlike faith and believe God's word through and through? Dear one, I pray your torch has been lit. And if not, find a Bible study class, dive into the water of his word, make reading and knowing God's word a top priority in your life, not for knowing sake, not for just educational purposes, but for love and for relationship's sake. Elevate his word as the most valuable treasure in your life. And I believe when you come to the end of your life, you will look back across the landscape of your life, across the mountains and the valleys and see the goodness of God and his mercy that followed you all the days of your life. And you will be able to testify that he redeemed your life from every distress. Well, dear sister, I pray that you let Jesus light your torch and you pass your fire along. Jeremiah 20 verse 9, I'm just going to finish with this one because this is such a heart, uh, heart cry for me. It says, his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary from holding it back and I could not. I pray that that fire also lights within you. Now, before I say goodbye, I do want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, to get daily bi biblical encouragement for Christian women. Check out my website, onfire-ministries.org, to read my blog, to get free biblical resources or Bible study for you personally or group study. And if you found this a teaching encouraging to you, please share it with others that someone else may be encouraged. You never know that this might be the teaching that really helps someone else, encourages someone else in their faith journey today. And until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day. And thanks for listening.